Hi there, welcome to the Matthias J. Barker podcast. Thanks. This is Ben Quiet, sorry, not yet. Um this is this is a podcast about mental health <laughs> and moving towards what's meaningful, even despite hardship. This is my little brother Ben. Say hi Ben. Hi, Ben. I, gosh. <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, I, I this is kind of a reflection video on um, what I just posted. You might see there that there's this big two hour long conversation with my little brother on um, I don't know, faith and sexual orientation and his journey to realizing that he's super gay. Super gay. The gayest guy I know. <laughs> so this is kind of a conversation reflecting on what it was like to film that video. And, uh, and so I, I would advise if you haven't listened at least to part um, of that longer video, this video won't make a lot of sense at all if, if you don't listen to that. So go listen to that first. You feel good about that, Ben? Yeah, although <laughs> this is not a video, even though you said this was a video. Oh, crap. This is a podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we don't have a camera set up or anything. We're just posting this on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for that, uh, that edit. Okay. Everyone would have been super confused. Super confused. Um, Ben, what was it like? It was like eight months ago we did that. Yeah, it was. It was a long time ago. Um, you know, it was very cathartic mm. and incredibly emotionally overwhelming. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, to, I mean, it was, it was really good just to be able to talk about everything that I had been thinking through up to that point and, um, it was just really necessary for me personally and so mm. uh, the fact that it was also helpful for so many other people um is so great it's so great um, i'm really really glad about that um but mm. man right after like emotionally i was just so um overstimulated i i remember not hearing from you for like yeah. two or three weeks and i i like pretty much shut down um for the next couple of weeks i had like people reaching out to me, um, which was super sweet and uh, like tons of encouragement and tons of support. And I almost felt like I didn't deserve it. Mm. Um, and so that started weighing wow. on me. And then that sent me into kind of a tailspin of like, Oh crap. Um, I have a lot more things that I need to think through. I need to really wrestle with this a lot more. Um, so that, that ended up being like really, really heavy emotionally for a while. And I, I got through it and processed through it. Um, uh, it normally takes me a while to process through, um, emotions. I don't do that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I do that very slowly. Um, but yeah, so it, it just, uh, well, it sounds like it was such a vulnerable thing to share to yeah. so many people mm -hmm. all at once that of course that would be kind of an emotionally jarring experience yeah for sure and you had to kind of reel back from that and absorb it yeah and it, it kind of brought me to this um, recurring theme that I've kind of noticed just in my own life of um, feeling like I deserve a little more cynicism hmm. directed towards me or a little more um, like I guess cynicism is the best word just uh, I, I deserve more flack than I get, you know? Mm. Um, well, and... I think you and I were both kind of nervous that there was going to be kind of a, a lot of criticism because the position you take is, is one that's kind of paradoxically in the middle mm -hmm. um, between trying to integrate your faith and trying to integrate your sexuality. And, and it's at the position that you're at right now isn't one that really Christians would be stoked with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like like the, uh, I don't know, the very orthodox evangelical... Bible Belt folk would would not really 
be stoked with mm-hmm. how you describe things. But, you know, on the same token, the LGBTQ community that, you know, um, I might not be happy about it either. How, how did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, just looking back on kind of the response, um, there, there was kind of a wide variety of ways that people interpreted the information that was pretty interesting. Mm. Um, you know, I had people on the less conservative side um, really super supportive and glad that I was talking about it, really happy that I was having the conversation. Yeah. Um, a few people that seemed to um, very kindly disagree with the conclusion I had come to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I expected that. I expected a lot worse, honestly. Um, but there there definitely, definitely was um, some feedback of like, you know, I'm just waiting for you to realize the full capacity of who you are and be okay with that. Hmm. Um, which, you know, is it, when you look at the language of what they're saying is so loving and is hmm. so compassionate. Um, and <laughs> I, I just wish that it, it, it felt like when I got those kinds of comments that it wasn't like, I didn't have to disagree with them, you know, cause hmm. Um, so it didn't feel condescending at all. You didn't feel no, it, no, not condescending. Um, if anything, it just felt like the point was missed. Hmm. Um, but that you know. Well, I also got a lot of messages from people who are, you know, who are gay and in relationships now, and, mm-hmm. and maybe even Christians too, that resonated so strongly with your process Mm -hmm. and maybe it mirrored a lot of their process and and they continued to kind of evolve and maybe situate themselves a little bit more comfortably and just kind of an open perspective on that and and so they see you as maybe on part of their journey and and eventually you'll get to the end eventually you get to the place where you're completely free you're you're kind of free right now Mm -hmm. and then one day you'll be completely free is is that kind of how it felt or would you put it different yeah and I also like that's totally possible that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely. You know, I want to be very intentional about saying like I am in the middle mm-hmm. of this journey right now, and so to to say that I won't end up in the same exact place as everybody else who has been on the same path um, would would be a little uh, presumptuous. Yeah, would be presumptuous, and mm-hmm. uh, so I do want to be open to that. It just in the moment. You know, when I'm trying to say, like, I I want to adamantly express how open-ended this is mm-hmm. um, to come back and to say, but eventually you're going to be here, just so you know. It's kind of like, huh, okay, <laughs> thanks. Well, did you did you get similar comments from people who are maybe more conservative? Yeah, than well, <laughs> they're on the conservative side, it's a little more pointed. Yeah. Um, a little less gentle. Yeah, it's... A little more than a little. Yeah, just, um, you know, the same, it, it felt like the same issue where it was like, did you really listen to what I was saying? Hmm. Or were you, you know, are you so um, in your own mindset on how this is supposed to work that you're just going to reject any information I have up front because initially what the conclusion that I've come to so far is not the conclusion that you would have come to. Um, And definitely on the more like, you know, people who are on the side of like being gays a sin and you need to burn that crap, burn it. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, they didn't like what you had to say. They they were definitely more direct about disagreeing with me. Um, and and I say that as if like there were all of these people. It really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, just there a, was like just a handful, a couple of people that reached out. They were like, "Yeah, you're wrong." Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> was that uh, discouraging? No. Um, I mean, to be honest, whenever I can see that people did not listen to what I was saying, mm. their credibility just goes way down. Like, I I am not going to trust what you have to tell me if you are not even willing to listen to, to what I had to say. Because wow. um, you're not really showing that you have the capacity to understand viewpoints mm -hmm. um, other than the one you initially had and never challenged. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Well, and it, like a line that I use in counseling a lot is people aren't open to being persuaded until they feel listened to. Mm -hmm. And people are really quick, especially like in, in marriage counseling, right? You have, you have two people that are trying to persuade the other person <laughs> to, mm -hmm. they have a mutual decision that's in front of them and, and they can't figure it out. It's, you have to back way up and before you get to problem solving, before you get to, hey, you're not accounting for all the factors, you're not seeing this clearly. If you don't have that listening component to your conversation in, in large proportion, the whole thing will go awry really mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah, and it, it gets really frustrating when you're trying to promote dialogue, when you're trying to say like, here's a conversation I wanna have and open it up. If you just bring the same rhetoric Mm -hmm. over and over and over and you're unwilling to budge even a little yeah. bit like even just in the language i can tell like this is this is fully intended to say you are wrong it's not intended to say um let's have a discussion it's just mm -hmm. you're wrong and i don't mm -hmm. i don't jive with that that's that's not how that's not how a conversation happens that shuts <laughs> yeah. it down real fast yeah so well it's yeah, it's uh, in counseling. Sometimes I, I use the word that's that's actually called contempt, um, and that's always surprising for people to hear. But mm -hmm. when you've made a decision in your own heart, what you think someone else is doing, or what they mean by that, or what their intentions are, and when when you mind read and and you think you know better about what the other person is saying than they do, mm -hmm. um, that's actually a, a tremendous sign of disrespect, a tremendous sign of contempt for that person, and I think. A lot of that in this conversation, maybe from the conservative Christian side of things, comes out of fear. Mm -hmm. And and fear never brings us closer to the people that we care about. Fear never brings us closer to what's meaningful to us. Um, it shuts things down. Mm -hmm. It, it uh, The fear shuts things out and, and keeps things safe with exclusion. And, uh, and that's a very different kind of conversation than you and I were having. Mm -hmm. We're having a conversation about openness and acceptance right. and love and holding the paradox, holding things that don't feel like they mix, but both of them matter. Mm -hmm. Or how would you describe that? That's, that's exactly how I would describe it. Um, just the, the importance of both of these parts of myself. Um, both parts being? Both parts being the, uh, the gay part and the Christian part. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, and yeah. It, they are in conflict, mm -hmm. um, and it's, 
my life's task, I'm sure, mm-hmm. is to just sort it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I might challenge that. I don't think it's your uh, life's task. One, you have, you one have... of them. <laughs> um, <But> like, <laughs> way down the list. Like, your, your task, you're, you're a band teacher... Well, You're yeah. being present with your students. You have relationships you care about. Sorry, I'm not trying to talk. About no, no, no. And it, to to sort it out, I but should say happens, to sort it right? out for myself too. I don't yeah. want to say like it. My task is to sort it out and spread that information to humanity so that we all have the answer. <laughs> um, that's yeah. that's not it either. But it is a task. More maybe a better way of saying it. A task that will take me yeah. my entire lifetime. Yeah. To 100%. figure out. And I don't want to take away from the gravity of that. I'm just. I think sometimes in this conversation we inflate it to be so monumentally, um, I don't know, it, it, it takes up the full view of everything. Like I can't have a remnant of happiness or meaning in my life unless I have an answer. And, and that gets people stuck. Well, I definitely would not say that um, it is impossible to have happiness or meaning in life until I figure it out. But I would say that it is a very all-consuming yeah. thing. Like yeah. there's... You know, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not constantly thinking and battling myself on this. Yeah. Um, and, as you know, I still go on to do other things, and I'm still finding satisfaction and meaning in other areas of my life, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but this definitely is something that, for anyone I've talked to um, that's in the same boat, is an all-consuming, like, you are mm-hmm. constantly, constantly thinking about it and trying to figure it out and trying to figure out if there's an answer that you just haven't thought of yet. And, mm. um, it's a lot, it's yeah. a lot to think about and to process. And so has, um, have your thoughts continued to evolve since recording this video? Um, I mean, more or less I'm in the same place. Mm. Um, I think that I, of course, have challenged myself a lot more mm-hmm. since then, um, and am continuing to. I, yeah, I can't, I can't say that my stance has really changed mm-hmm. at all, um, but I, I definitely have been continuing to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, what also hasn't changed is the ambivalence and the, un- the uncertainty. Is that the right words? Maybe I could use different words. What hasn't changed is what? Um, I don't know. It depends. Explain that more. Well, ambivalence, uh, a lot of people have different definitions for that. Psychologically, what it means is um, I'm almost on a teeter-totter, and I could lean one way, I could lean the other way, and, and I'm, it's like undecided in, in some sense. Yeah. It's like... It does... Ambivalence does have this undertone of... I don't um, care, but that's not what I mean. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is very much a back and forth, teeter tottering, yeah, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, by the hour. <laughs> yeah. So. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's anyone listening that um maybe listened to that whole video and I don't know is resonating really strongly with everything that's going on, but maybe also feels that emotional weight similar to what you felt after recording it that just kind of that overwhelming feeling any insights or wisdom in what to do with the overwhelming feelings <laughs> <laughs> boy i don't know if i should say i mean i uh i literally just 
secluded myself for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the healthiest thing to do in that situation um I mean I have really really supportive friends yeah um that I can reach out to pretty much at any time um and tell them that things aren't going well or that I'm really struggling and they're so encouraging and so helpful and willing to talk through it with me um and part of me would say like when you are feeling emotionally taxed and overwhelmed the last thing you're going to want to do is talk about it more because it feels like it perpetuates that emotional taxing and uh, Mm -hmm. overwhelming um but i mean part of me thinks in being able to talk about it with people you're also able to focus on like the the beauty and the depth of that relationship Hmm. um rather than the emotional burden that you have Hmm. Um, and personally for me that's something that i really really value um you know i i i make it a point (laughs) to talk to my friends just about the importance of their role um, in my life especially as someone who is moving forward with the plan to be celibate Hmm. um how absolutely vital it is um that for for our relationship to to be there i really appreciate them and i really am thankful for them and um you know i i lean on them often Mm. um and the fact that they're willing to be leaned on Mm. is so encouraging and so helpful and i think that allows me just to focus on um what great friends i have so I almost hear that you're you're reaching out to other people not to get to the bottom of anything mm-hmm. or get the answers that you're looking for, but just to reinforce that they're there. Yeah, to feel loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Well, I'm excited to hear what people thought the second time around. There's a yeah. lot more people listening this time than there was eight months ago. Sweet. <laughs> Does that feel intimidating at all? Uh, nah. Yeah. The I I feel like. I already had my my emotional breakdown after <laughs> having this all come out, so I won't have another one. It already happened. Okay. Hey, fair but. enough. Well, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of second go around how people, um, I don't know, just absorb your story. I respect you so greatly in moving towards something that feels more whole, something more embodied, mm-hmm. something that feels honest, and holding the uncertainty and everything that doesn't feel quite right with uh, an openness to change. I think that's that's at the center of a lot of my work, just even in counseling and therapy is, I call that psychological flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's this flexibility of, of being able to change, but also feel content. Mm-hmm. And that's this weird paradox that um, we have in every domain of life, whether that's personal identity or I don't know, just about anything. So well, happy to you. talk to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, love you, man. Love you, too.